Hey, and welcome back to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend, Charles. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well, Dylan. Not just any fantasy today, because today we've got some bonus content for you guys as we conclude the week-long festivities that have been Friends Pitching Fantasy. For those of you that haven't been listening along, I encourage you to go back two episodes and, and... come back to this one because otherwise it'll be a little confusing but on monday you know dylan had pitched three books for us to read on the show and my job is to pick one of them today on wednesday i pitched three books to dylan and his job today is to pick one of those and so those two books will be the next two books that we're going to read on friends talking fantasy um it's you know, a fun series that we've been doing, and it culminates that, today. That is correct, Charles. We've got six books, uh, three books a piece, of which we can only pick one book a piece to be our next read. <laughs> and we've got tough choices on our hands here. Um, I've got to choose one out of Bloody Rose by Nicholas Eames, uh, The Way of Shadows by Brent Weeks, and Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb. And Charles, you have the difficult task of choosing between Senlin Ascends by Josiah Bancroft, A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss, and The Maleficent Seven by Cameron Johnston. Man, a bunch of fantastic books, quite the lineup. Our goal today is to pick the next two, but don't worry, we're not just going to pick blindly. We've spent this week on the Friends Talking Fantasy Socials, gathering intelligence, reaching out to the community, figuring out what exactly is the pulse of the fantasy community. You know, we, we, we opened some polls, and the results are rather interesting. And Dylan, as the gatekeeper of all of our uh, social media communications, why don't you walk us through some of these results? Which poll should we start with? Well... It doesn't really matter which poll we start with here, Charles, because the results are now entirely identical between Twitter and Instagram for my, uh, like, for the books that I have to choose from, the ones that you pitched. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, and, and they're relatively decisive between uh, which book they uh, they chose as the winner. So let's, I'll start with Twitter here. We got into the hundreds in terms of votes into the triple digits, which is pretty good for Mm -hmm. a platform that appears to be dying. (laughs) I think we used (laughs) to get more, but uh, yeah, so we're, we're happy here to have gotten the input that we got. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the way of shadows by Brent Weeks got 20% of the vote. Bloody Rose by Nicholas Eames got 35% of the vote. And then a decisive victory for Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hopp with 45% of the vote. And if we go to Instagram, we are literally looking at the identical (laughs) scores right now. That's Uh, incredible. uh, I think 
Yeah, it's literally 20% for Way of Shadows, 35% for Bloody Rose, and 45% for Assassin's Apprentice. That poll will continue to run. Like, it's literally only five hours into it because I posted that one super late. So that that is a while before it runs out over on Instagram. But still, it's really interesting to see how close the results were. We're seeing consistency, which I think is good. We know we're getting the right you know, feedback from all those friends talking fantasy fans out there in the world. Um, it doesn't surprise me that Assassin's Apprentice took the lead. I'm just kind of surprised by how commanding of a lead it grabbed. And I'm also surprised by basically the shutout that Bloody Rose managed to achieve against Brent Weeks's The Way of Shadows. I-, I thought for sure those two would be, you know, in a closer fight for second place, but it- Bloody Rose really ran away with it. Yes, it ran away with second place with that 35% over The Way of Shadows is mere 20%. That, mm-hmm. that was surprising for me. Mm-hmm. I know we have big Nicholas Eames fans as listeners. I... I was thinking that it's it could be that we've been appealing so heavily to the mm. the fans of Nicholas Eames mm-hmm. by doing that. Uh, we've done three episodes uh, dedicated to the to Kings of the Wild, really, where which is the first book in that series. For those who who aren't familiar, it's. We did that Why We Have to Read Kings of the Wild episode where I basically pitched the book to you. Uh, we did a cover, like a book discussion covering Kings of the Wild specifically. And then we interviewed the author himself, Nicholas Eames, on our, our podcast mm-hmm. after that. So I feel like, and, and you know, Eames has shared those episodes and he's also had really kind things to say about our coverage of the Kings of the Wild. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that we have a much higher percentage of folks who are Eames fans who've come over to listen to the podcast and to follow us on social media mm-hmm. because we're making content for them. And then the way of shadows, the poor Brent Weeks fans have been left out in the cold charles we've yeah. done like little to no coverage of brent week's books <laughs> all i've done is just pitch his books three friends pitching fantasies over the years just trying to get <laughs> trying to get his books covered but you're right Dylan. i think that's something worth considering when you go to pick from these three um for our reading schedule is that we are kind of stacking the the deck as eames fans we've covered nicholas eames books before we've had him on he's a friend of the show um but something else you might want to consider doing is we had a couple write-ins in the comments and uh our very own friend of the show christian cameron came in backing bloody rose as well i know assassin's apprentice ran with the popular vote but you've you've got peers and friends now weighing in and um does that sway you at all knowing that christian cameron is expecting you to pick bloody rose I don't know if he's expecting it necessarily, <laughs> but he, he definitely would he's like hoping. it to happen. Yes, desperately. I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure that you know, highly successful author Christian slash Miles Cameron, author of The Red Knight and uh, much more, Artifact Space, we interview him, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that he 
would be absolutely devastated if I didn't go with his suggestion. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we also had uh, Stephen Arian, author oh, yeah. of the soon-to-be-published The Judas Blossom, and also author Battle Mage uh, chimed in by saying AA all the way, which presumably <laughs> is Assassin's Apprentice. I I'll also agree. say that some members of the community uh, <laughs> have been pretty outspoken in contacting me personally to say things like Robin Hobb is boring and <laughs> I and don't read <laughs> don't, don't read Assassin's Apprentice read you know whatever book they wanted we've had that for both Bloody Rose and uh, The Way of Shadows <laughs> so right. uh, while the votes went heavily in favor of Assassin's Apprentice uh, that the Hobb haters were out I won't reveal them uh, i won't reveal their identities right uh, and, and we kind of talked about that in my pitches listeners. right i i did bench and this was a reservation that you had about the book back when you gave it a chance all those years ago and i understood it and it, it is a, a pretty common response to some of robin hobbs work but i'm telling you it's a slow burn to get into this person's head and maybe this person's not the most charismatic action hero type character to get into the head of but he is an honest and true character and i think you will enjoy the experience even if it's not action-packed even if it may turn some fans away but dylan between Stephen arian backing the sans's apprentice and between christian cameron backing bloody rose you're going to upset at least one, potentially two authors based off of your off of your pick, two friends of ours. You know, I don't envy you, envy your choices there. I will also say that there were also some comments saying, you know, of Brent Weeks' works, The Way of Shadows is not his most popular, and we talked about that too. Um, so that may have also affected some of these poll results, but I think it's good to get to his early work. This is his first book he ever published. It started at all and, and appreciate Brent Weeks as an author from there. I think it's a great jumping off point. So it's something to consider as well when you look at these performance results. For sure. I'm just reading a comment from one of our listeners that said, come on, Charles, Assassin's Apprentice is not good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> said they'll listen to the episode. I won't reveal your identity, but you know who you are. Uh, uh, they said they'd listen anyway to see what we had to say. Well, and that they I appreciate and that. We're both bored and frustrated with the story. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. I think of all yeah, of I just these. Love the, Come on, Charles. I love that. I know. And thank you so much for listening and for reacting. That's what the socials are for, right? And Dylan, this is something you need to consider. But I do think Assassin's Apprentice is ripe for thoughtful discourse that maybe some of our readers who are familiar with us coming out of the Abercrombie world and the Brandon Sanderson world to to come in because it's been a while since we've talked to like the Rothfuss people of the world and certainly never talked to the Robin Hobb people of the world um, I think there's a lot of good conversation to be had even if it's not the most action-packed source material it's like okay are you going to watch John Wick are you going to watch like a like a Oscar Beatty kind of slow burn drama. You know, that's the difference. They both have merits, but one is just going to have more um, popcorn entertainment than the other. And that's just what you got to consider about what you're ready to read on Friends Talking Fantasy when you pick your book from Friends Pitching Fantasy.
<laughs> for sure. Well, seems like we have an idea what's what's going on with my options and my mm-hmm. polls, but Charles, you have a very difficult decision to make <laughs> yourself. Yes, and I will say before I think- we move, I, I, I wanted to just say that I think I know what you're going to pick, but I think you can still surprise me. Mm. I texted you my guess, so there's a time-stamped proof of what my guess is. I don't want to vocalize it in fear of swaying any kind of of votes or results here, of opinions, but uh, I did want to throw a guess in the ring. But we'll wait till the end to figure out what you will actually pick. And then, Dylan, when you get into the results... Uh, of your pitches that I have to choose from. I just want to say before you get into it that the results of this poll were not helpful to me at all and actually made the decision much, much harder. So thank you everyone that voted and for making it super difficult for me. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they definitely made this more difficult on you. I knew you were sweating when you pushed this episode's recording back like an extra (laughs) hour and a half. And I was like... And you legit, you're like, I still don't know what I'm going to pick. I'm Dude, like, I still yeah, don't know. It's going to be a game time moment. <laughs> it is going to be a game time oh, decision. Wow. That's that's a very bold move to come into the recording and still not know. <clears throat> but um, why don't you yeah, share us so, with the results? Right. Everyone can know why I'm suffering. Okay. Well, I guess probably the context of this is that you initially were like for the first time ever pretty explicit about having a a favorite after Mm -hmm. the episode which one was i again charles (laughs) i don't see how that's relevant (laughs) but it was a court of thorns and roses by sarah j moss that was one of the books you had pitched and it's by far and away the most popular book of all six books that we brought to friends pitching fantasy today so to me it seemed like a no-brainer it had like more goodreads reviews than all these other books combined and like quadrupled so i was like okay 16 million goodreads ratings can't be wrong you know however many millions of ratings it was i forget 1.6 okay yeah not 16 1.6 just move the decimal uh, over but uh 1.6 yeah 1.6 million but 1.6 is pretty out of control in itself absolutely monstrous no they could not but so monstrous i know i was like i hope he just goes over that (laughs) (laughs) you do hope that Uh, i don't i don't hate that word though but it's yeah it was monstrous for sure (laughs) right definitely monstrous uh the yeah the result of the poll kind of went to show the particular fan base that we have appealed to some of this more epic fantasy grimdark fantasy fans over the like like fantasy romance side of things because very few of those 1.6 million folks came out to vote in our poll (laughs) because it it was a very yeah it was pretty much the thing that I imagine would be the least helpful possible for you (laughs) to make this decision. (laughs) So yes, in the, yeah, in the Twitter poll, which is where we got most of the votes, we have a court of thorns and roses sitting in third at 
18% of the vote. And then you think, okay, well, maybe Charles won't pick that now because that was the lowest score. But then, in the least helpful way possible, we had a literal tie at 41% of the vote for Sendlin Ascent and the Maleficent Ascent. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, tie. Yeah. Oh, God. So now I'm like, well, okay, this pretty much completely evens the play. I got to say I was shocked. I mean, on the episode when we were predicting the poll results, we even said, you know, as popular as A Court of Thorns and Roses is, our guess is that it's not going to place because, like you mentioned, Dylan, we just cultivated an audience that's not so much the fantasy romance. So it doesn't surprise me that it didn't win. But to be completely shut out and then to have no clear winner between the other two choices is so brutal. I'm like, golly, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Charles, so, can I? Yeah. You're you're usually not an Instagram guy, though, Charles. You, you probably mm. don't know the results of the Instagram poll. I do so not. Can I give those to you now? Please. All right. So... The Instagram poll, and this one had a full 24 hours to run. We have a tie for second place. Mm. With 31% of the vote each, Sendlin Ascends and the Maleficent 7 tied for second place. <laughs> and first what? place on Instagram was A Court of Thorns and Roses. Wow. With 38% of the vote. So it flipped. Wow. Yeah. That's so yeah. fascinating we that still Sendlin's and Maleficent 7 can't like can't you know beat each other out <laughs> they can't like they, separate <laughs> they've had two chances it's kind of interesting and it makes i guess dylan does it make sense to you that instagram kind of showed more love to court of thorns and roses it kind of makes sense to me i don't know why but oh yeah yeah i i, yeah, I, I think it's just like a bust a bookstagram darling in a way that like mm-hmm. bookstagram and book doc those kind of communities, I think, a court of thorns and roses is is far more present. In. And then something about Twitter, the the like following that we've accumulated, I think it's more like we literally interact with authors that are like, you know, work with the same publishers. I mean, we we have, for example, Stephen Arian again chiming in on this, uh, and while we I didn't tag the authors themselves because I didn't want. That's kind of not nice, I think, to like tag right. them and then maybe their book loses. Right. But I mean, we have people chiming in who are like friends of the the authors or work for the same publishers. Like I think Stephen Arian said, I'm looking for it now. Oh, um, he said something like, oh, you got to pick Cam's book. So mm-hmm. we're talking about people who are like, saying oh you should read the book by my personal friend who's also right. like they're both published by angry robot yeah. books so, <laughs> when we initially conceived you, you, like, friends pitching getting... fantasy we had no idea that we would have to contend with actual authors weighing in yeah. on on these results so that actually has weighed an influence on our picks more than we ever thought it would when authors are like oh cool you should totally read my book or read my friend's book it's like ooh, I, how do you say no to that i mean sarah j moss may never know we exist but you know 
we are already only one degree away from Cameron Johnston, you know? So it, it makes it harder to look someone in the eyes and say, oh, we're going to pick someone else, you know? That is, that's a tough one. Definitely a tough one. And then, yeah, Instagram. Instagram just feels generally a little more impersonal in the way you can interact with, like, authors. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, I've not, we don't really have the same, even the same authors. We don't really interact with them as much on Instagram as we do on Twitter. Right. So, I don't know, it feels, and yeah, it just feels like the Bookstagram community, it's a little different than, like, book Twitter in terms of what you're going to appeal to. So, I, I wasn't shocked by, I was pretty shocked by how low Court of Thorns and Roses was on Absolutely. the poll, especially because I think the comments were by far, if you just looked at comments... Not the lurkers who are voting out there <laughs> and not saying anything. The which we we love you, but lurkers. So that sounded oh, like yeah. negative for some reason. Um, the yeah, not to hate on the lurkers. You're most of the folks out there. So if you look at the comments, it's like pretty overwhelmingly people saying we should read a Court of Thorns and Roses, even across both platforms, right? Because. Uh, I think folks find the idea of you and I reading it. Like some people pretty explicitly said this, like they find the idea of us reading it like interesting or funny. Yes. There's definitely some laughing, crying emojis when people are considering us discussing this book. So, um, yeah, I take that lovingly. I, I, I do kind of, I'm in the same boat. I'm like, Oh, it's kind of hilarious that we would be, you know, talking about romance books together i think that would be fun it's something we hadn't done before but it is also (laughs) something that our general audience is not like begging for you know not asking for as much like by a huge margin on twitter at least um so it's something to consider the begging's out there but the like because the the more verbal folks are getting out there and saying hey do it but yeah the well people just like oh what would i choose they're just kind of clicking something else <laughs> and moving along at least on <laughs> twitter even the comments the votes are like are aren't helpful like it, it was all really useful appreciated feedback but it all canceled each other out and ultimately just left me with a choice again that i have to somehow decide but you know what dylan we've heard the pitches We've heard the people. I think it's time to make the picks. What do you say? I say we should. I also want to say, mm-hmm. for the folks out there who are listening to me give my pitches and compare them to Michael Jordan flu game when I was sick, <laughs> I want those folks to know. You know, I was, I was underplaying. I called a head cold. Right after Charles, I had a 100-plus degree fever. So I, I really mm-hmm. was, uh, <laughs> I was out there having my Michael <laughs> game. And I think you and should know that before. Th- those pitches I'm just were wonderful. Thinking they're like, oh, wow, he's like complaining. Thank you. Now you're legitimately sick and we appreciate you showing up, getting it done. You're a real professional. And it just makes this moment that much more important. Think of how much we've sacrificed <laughs> to get here, you know, the amount that we've done to hit this yes. moment. Six titan level books all more than worthy of being read on the show we want to read them all we we just we can only read one book at a time guys so so what are those next two books gonna be that's what we're here to decide today should we start with monday's episode and go through your pitches i i don't know why i'm doing this to myself but we may as well go in order right 
Sure. I mean, we kind of reversed the order already with what we discussed. But you know what? Go for it, Charles. I mean, I'm happy to... If you're ready to pick, you can go. Yes, I am ready to pick. So I thought I would give you a little bit extra time if you were still I appreciate... Kind of please, by all that. means, let's just review the three books you... Like, just... We'll restate the pit, the books and then give us your reasoning and make your pick. The books in question that Charles pitched to me. Bloody Rose by Nicholas Eames. The Way of Shadows by Brent Weeks. And Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb. So let me start with one of the books that I did not decide on. Uh, obviously, this was extremely hard and the, you know, spoilers we're gonna read all these probably relatively soon so the first the first book that i kind of eliminated in my head was bloody rose by nicholas Mm. eames and it's yeah it's mostly just because it was a sequel and we've read eames and discussed eames a lot on the show so that's fair i knew that was an uphill battle going in but it was totally fair yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and we said that it was definitely going to be a little bit tougher for a sequel to break through, especially one where we've, you know, I've read the author and love the author, love the books, but, you know, it's, uh, we've appealed so much to the Eames listeners and I know what we're getting to some extent. Right. It's going to be good. So what do you think, Charles? Bloody Rose, not picked. I think that's totally fair. I was wondering, you know, I basically gave you an out either way. It's either we wanted to revisit an old favorite or we didn't. And, you know, Nicholas Eames is someone I'm dying to reconnect with and dive back into his works. I think there will be opportunities for that outside of FPF. And I just think that we are so desperate to get into either weeks or hob that i'm totally okay with this with this choice for now but we will come back to eames and we will come back sooner rather than later i'm hoping and um, we'll get him involved in some more ftf shenanigans someday soon but i'm glad that we're going to be giving the spotlight to it either weeks or hob at this point and that is a much tougher choice that you could go anywhere for me at this point. Yes. And, you know, I I struggled for a while with this. It definitely helped to have some feedback from the, from the listeners in deciding which one to go with. Um, you know, I, I went with the book that I have less confidence I'm going to be like having a fun time reading or enjoying necessarily. So I I ended up deciding on Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb. And the reason that I went with that, yeah, the reason that I went with that is I just really feel like it's time to return to it and see where I stand even if it's in the a very similar place to where I originally was cuz it's been over a decade since I originally read it. I kind of fell in the mixed feelings camp myself, but I don't know. I I think I've changed a lot as a fantasy reader and <laughs> hopefully matured. So 
I want to know for sure. Do I fall into this like Hob is boring and I don't know category or am I going to be a Hob fan? Because it's time, Charles. And that, I think the listeners have spoken with the poll results here. Assassin's Apprentice won both of the polls and I'm going to go with the listeners on this one. Well done, Dylan. That's very exciting. Um, as much as I have been begging you to let us read weeks, um, he will get his moment someday on this show. But Hobbes has been just as long overdue. Hobb. I don't know why I keep putting Hobbes. It's not Calvin and Hobbes here. Okay. But, and that was actually the one that I texted you. I wrote in early. I, I, I had a feeling you were going to pick it. Even though I wasn't 100% confident, I was more than 50% confident. So, um, I, I I think you touched on it, Dylan. I think there's a really interesting and nuanced conversation to have around the um, this book is boring kind of discussion. And I, I, I think given where we are now and the amount of fantasy that we've read between when we first picked that book up like a decade ago till now... I think there's some contextual stuff that we can add to that discussion and that conversation too, and really celebrate a new author for us on the show. We haven't been able to talk about this author much before. And like also just, I think a new take, a new point of view, like a modern take on this literary classic. So I'm really excited to dive into Robin Hobb again. Like I only picked up the trilogy once all those years ago. I'm excited to revisit it as, you know, I like to think that I've changed as a fantasy reader and developed as a fantasy reader as, as much as you have maybe in different ways, but certainly a lot's happened in the past 10 years. And we've done a lot of reading and talking to authors in this, in that time. So I'm really excited to revisit it as well. Great pick. Um, I'm very, very excited. Thank you, Charles. I'm excited as well. And I will say, probably if I rank them in order, like I was saying, of what I'm most likely to enjoy, like Bloody Rose, I pretty much know for sure I'm going to enjoy because of how much I love Eames's writing and my experience with it. So the first one I eliminated was the one I was probably most confident in. And then the second one I eliminated <laughs> was the one that I, you know, just from the content of it and what I know I like about books. I was like, I feel pretty good that I would enjoy this too. Mm-hmm. But you don't always just go with the one that is going to be most enjoyable. Sometimes you want to figure out, hey, this is like a litmus test right. of how my reading tastes have changed, like where I'm at. Right. And that's interesting. That's interesting. I think this is what the fans want. And it, you know, if the poll was completely different, Maybe I'm picking a different book, but this won both the polls, and I was already kind of thinking this was time. So it is time, Charles, for Assassin's yes. Apprentice, and we'll read Let's the whole go. trilogy. Yes, I think you have to, because much like the Blade itself doesn't stand on its own as you know judging Abercrombie and and that trilogy. Same thing with Assassin's Apprentice. You know, it doesn't stand on its own. You need you need all three as good as any individual book is it it's building up to something so if you just read the the beginning and you don't get the full context it's not as enjoyable so super excited to get into that full trilogy with you dylan 
And there's a lot more of that world to get into if we ever wanted to. But at least we got three books for now. Um, and as much as I'm looking forward to that, I- I'm not <laughs> really looking forward to having to make this choice. But I think I'm ready, Dylan. I'm going to get into my thought process here. And so we have um, Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb locked in. And now... We only have one more pick to make, and that is my pick of your three wonderful pitches, Dylan. Like you pitched Senlin Ascends by Josiah Bancroft, A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss, and The Maleficent Seven by Cameron Johnston. Like you had a clear winner across both polls with yours. I did not. I didn't even get a third place. I, I got first and second, and they swapped between platforms. So I'm really at a loss here. We got some helpful write-ins. We've had some helpful comments from, you know, people writing in, and I greatly appreciate that. But it still feels so, so close. And I have to say that when you get this close and there's no good reason to start eliminating choices in your head, you got to start digging into the nitpicky, not-so-good reasons to eliminate uh, books in your head. And... I'm getting towards my first one that I can confidently write off, and I kind of teased it in the Wednesday episode. The Maleficent 7 by Cameron Johnston sounds like a lot of fun, and certainly the most entertaining of all of these, and being recommended by Stephen Arian and, you know, our friends at, um, is it Angry Robot, right? <laughs> our friends there. Um so it is indeed angry robot charles our our good friends over there so as much as i know that would be an entertaining pick it's actually know- unhappy cyber borg <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no. unhappy cyber angry i was going is correct <laughs> right 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 so you are currently in the process of reading it and you'll likely finish it soon and that is the only reason i have to write it off early in the first round here because we're going to talk about on the show you'll you know you're going to finish it and you're going to bring it to an episode we'll talk about it and like I'll get that experience of having the conversation as someone who's not read the book and we can have that dialogue spoiler free conversation and and give Cameron Johnston and the Maleficent Seven a moment to shine on FPF very soon and plus I don't like getting into a book when you're already ahead it throws off the groove you know so that one I will let have its own moment to shine in a spotlight episode, and that covers that. Um, which brings us to Senlin Ascends and A Court of Thorns and Roses. You did such a good job pitching Senlin Ascends. I never even heard of it until we sat down to record that day. But, I mean, you were selling it hard. Mark Lawrence was selling it hard. Another friend of the show saying it's one of the best books he's ever read. It captivated him. The, the creativity inspired him. You know, all those kinds of things. And I'm like, what is this book? It sounds so fascinating. And then you have A Court of Thorns and Roses, which is just crushing it out there in the greater publishing world's millions of ratings. And it's like, what is going on over there? There's two really interesting, exciting things happening and going on between these two books. And I'm forced to somehow pick one. And again, I don't have a good reason. I would love to pick up both tomorrow. Um, But what I will choose... And, you know, here's how, here's how I decided to choose. You know, there, there's no good way. 
two reasons. One is a very good friend of mine who reached out to me and said, hey, you should read this. And the other one is, you know, Dylan, I'm trying to keep you out of the doghouse with your significant other who's also saying that we should read this book as well. (laughs) So just because of the people in our personal lives coming in. And then also I'm tickled by the idea that people are entertained by the idea of us even considering this book that you got to kind of follow that thread and it's like maybe this is an interesting weird combination that we can bring together and try and harness on the show 1.6 million people cannot be wrong dylan i'm going with against twitter's wishes i'm choosing a court of thorns <laughs> and roses twitter. by sarah j moss take that twitter but again thank you all for for writing in like that was super interesting to see and it, it makes me feel good that we've actually cultivated an audience with a consistent you know thoughts and opinions i'm really proud of that but at the same time i'm ready to challenge you guys i'm ready to bring in some new perspectives some new voices some new genre bending that we haven't done on the show before let's get let's get loose with it you know let's venture into romance why the heck not you, you, you know robin hobbs it's kind of a romance so that's going to be interesting as well i guess these kind of relationship driven also they're both two um female authors as well which i love so that's going to be a really interesting spin for us and i'm super excited to to bring that to the show dylan a court of thorns and roses by sarah j moss is my pick a great pick there charles you know i and it's definitely going to help me uh, get out of the doghouse as he's <laughs> uh, with my girlfriend i think she's going to be extremely happy um mm-hmm. i think that we're going to be happy with this choice as well because it's just different. The more I have been kind of sitting there thinking on it, it's like I'm, I am kind of started to get excited about A Court of Thorns and Roses. I still, I texted you too, Charles, and I, I predicted this too. Nice, so nice. I thought you'd go against Twitter and go with your gut here. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, uh, it's just going to be different and I... You know, we read so much on the show and so much fantasy and we love it. But the idea of reading something that kind of tickles people that we'd even <laughs> like suggest it and right. uh, is unlike anything we've read on here before, uh, that that's exciting and right. novel. And I think we're going to have a, an interesting time, if nothing else. I think it's going to be entertaining relatively easy reading and and we're also going to get a good sense of what is going on with this phenomenon (laughs) that is right sarah j moss's work i mean even if that phenomenon hasn't quite reached our twitter following (laughs) in the way that it's reached right like the masses uh it has yeah captivated so many people and it does have that feeling of like well, like 1.6 million people can't be wrong. Something's happening here. Mm-hmm. And we might as well figure out, like, where where do we fit into all of this? Or mm-hmm. Are we going to end up being Sarah J. Moss fans? So this is, this is an interesting pick. I think the most interesting pick you could have gone with. And I also have a feeling that Sentinel Ascends will get its day in the sun, uh, and I know for sure that, uh, meaning we will cover that on the show. I feel pretty confident 
in that probably sooner rather than later. It just sounds so and fascinating. I know we'll do I'd that love episode, to read it. Spoiler free on. Yeah. And then we'll do a spoiler free episode on Cameron Johnston's Maleficent 7 once I finish it. So we'll, we'll get all these in, but the ones that will take the immediate attention of our, uh, like our reading schedule will mm-hmm. be Court of Thorns and Roses by mm-hmm. Sarah J. Moss and yes. Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb. You know, those two side by side, it, it, it's kind of exciting. You know, there, there are two totally new voices for us to dive into and two kind of different paces for us as well. So I, I think our fans are going to be into it, man. They're going to get some new perspectives and some new stories here. I, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I'm super excited for this charles i think we're gonna we're gonna have a great time getting into both of these we started with six excellent pitches we're down to two final picks the only thing that remains is which one should we read first you know we we, we're gonna read assassin's apprentice by robin hobb and a court of thorns and roses by sarah j moss but now comes the arbitrary decision of okay which one do we crack the cover of first um, we didn't really talk about this beforehand, Dylan, but I'm assuming we're going to do what we always do, right? The, at this point, iconic virtual coin <laughs> flip in an audio format. I mean, what could be more amazing <laughs> entertainment than us right. flipping a coin that you can't even see and then telling you what happened? <laughs> I mean, we can always do a Twitter poll for like, what should we read for first? But it almost feels like we're nah. like fatiguing this whole thing on twitter by the time right. we get to and this you don't want point. people to like pick one over the other because then you don't want to like you know it, it's just not necessary why why do a twitter poll when you can do a virtual audio only narrated you know moment by moment coin flip you know why what else would you do? There's no reason. And it's rotating. And it all, might it be heads? Might it be tails? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got cool. the, I Googled we'll coin toss. I'll also on, say it's oh, boils. It's boils, which one's won the, like, you yeah, don't have yeah. to listen to this 45 minute epic of a, of an episode of us just dawdling until we figure out <laughs> what books we're going to pick. So, <laughs> so you, let's dear not listener any who actually dealt with all this okay no more wasted time <laughs> no more wasted time i've got Go ahead, the, Charles. i googled coin toss um the google flip a coin thing has come up dylan i'm sharing my screen can you see the coin so that you cannot accuse me of uh of fudging the results <laughs> we need a third witness <laughs> well i know you would never no, the integrity of the coin flip is a friend's talking fantasy. The sanctity and integrity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember I said we were going to get on with it. So I'm going to flip it. Okay. Right. I'm going to do a three, two, one flip. And Dylan, you call it in the air. Okay. Heads or I guess which when you call it, that's what Wait, should it be? Your pick so or you want to call be, for so if Robin I Hub? for the one I picked. Yeah. Uh, so okay. I'll call, and if I win, Assassin's Apprentice is first. 
Perfect. Got it. All right. So you call. You're calling for Assassin's Apprentice. All right. Here we go. The ta- the stage has been set. Forty six minutes in the making. Okay. Um. Here we go. We're flipping the coin now, folks. In three, two, one. It's in the air. Tails never fails. Tails never fails, and the results <laughs> is heads. Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan loses <laughs> no. the coin toss. Tails has failed in a stunning upset in flip a coin history. <laughs> Tails has failed and heads has prevailed. I actually think heads, like at least with real <laughs> with real coins, I think heads land slightly more. Like a, they, there is a thing about that, like very slightly. Mm. But it's a virtual I wouldn't coin. Know. It's probably actually 50-50. This is a virtual so, coin. Heads won. 50-50. Heads won. Yeah. Sarah J. Moss's A Court of Thorns and Roses coming at you in just a few short weeks. We're going to get busy reading, Dylan. How does that make you feel? We're diving right into it. It makes me feel good, Charles. I've got <laughs> down in Florida now, so I've I've got some time to like sit on the beach and do some what I think will be pretty easy reading. I actually think this is a better fit for what's going on mm, in my life mm. right now, probably than yeah, like vacation the mode read, slower you know? burn. I like, that. like, all right, like moody thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assassin's Apprentice. Yeah. So I think it's actually rather than the more like introspective dawdling of uh, that's a, that word's coming up a lot. Introspective, <laughs> uh, nothing doing of a Fitz's life. Uh, we'll probably get a lot more faster-paced stuff going on, and I feel like A Core of Thorns and Roses would be a great vacation read. Mm-hmm. Like we did do that vacation reads episode a while back, where we sure did. You know, folks can listen to us suggest some great books to read on vacation. I feel like had we read this already, I would not be surprised if this one were on the list. So it seems I, to be a strong to candidate. Throw it on my Kindle right now. I love to hear Dylan. I'm I'm opening Audible. I hope the audiobook is good. So, th- guys, we got some reading to do. I, I think the only thing left after an, another exciting installment of Friends Pitching Fantasy, an FTF staple, you know, such a fun ride. You know, Dylan, thank you for all those wonderful pitches. You made it harder than ever, maybe. Um, and I, I don't think there's anything left to do but play that sweet, sweet outro music. Let's get that sweet, sweet outro music pumping, Charles. All right, here we go. Thank you, everyone, one and all, for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. If you like what you heard today, do us a favor and come out and let us know over on the socials. That's at the FTF Podcast on Instagram and the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end on Twitter. Now, Dylan, if they like what they heard today and they're already chatting with us over on the socials and they want to support the show even more, what can they do? Toss five stars to our podcast, which you can do over on Spotify. It's just two clicks over at the top of the Friends Talking Fantasy podcast feed. It helps us so much when you do that. You can also rate and or review on Apple Podcasts. And by review, we mean you can actually write kind words about our podcast. And whenever you do that, puts a smile on my face and presumably on Charles's face as well but just listening is more than enough thank you so much for doing that 
Thank you all so, so much for listening. Just listening, like Dylan said, is always way more than enough. We greatly appreciate it. And as always, go forth and conquer, friends.